0: Hello creative people, welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute. It is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Michal Medina. She is the CEO and founder of Holistic Co-Creations. She's an international best-selling author and speaker and has appeared in Digital Journal, Brains Magazine, Fox, Yahoo, Finance, Blue, and Blue Talks. As an award-winning mentor, she guides conscious visionaries and leaders into the higher dimensions of love, passion, and freedom by alchemizing their unconscious patterns and helping them to step into the next-level version of themselves. Michal,
1: welcome to the space. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. You are so
0: welcome. Well, it's all you. It's all your words that I get to put into this space. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation and um, have more people meet you.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me here.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. So I want to welcome those here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. You know, you can um, uh, participate by typing in the chat box any questions or comments and be part of the conversation. So as we kick this off, um, Michal, let's give us some kind of a interesting or fun fact about yourself before we even dive in more to learn more, please.
1: Um, interesting or fun? I have so many. Um, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll start with the one of me being an absolute epic dancer. I was on like professional hip hop dance teams in the past. So I'm super good at dancing. Wow, that's pretty (laughs) impressive. Yeah, I love it. It really lights me up. Were you
0: that, did you take um, a lot of classes and stuff when you were a kid? Or was that just something that came naturally to you and you just did it?
1: Um, the natural thing, so I actually only took ballet when I was a kid, and I didn't like it, and I realized that I've always just loved beats like when I was a baby, I would like dance whenever people would put music on and <laughs> mm-hmm. so dancing has just been in my blood. I've yeah, specifically hip hop, like just those beats and busting the moves, like all of that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny, it's like you really
0: learn it's like um thinking putting on my parent hat right now and looking back on it and seeing it just amazes me when because when you're in it you don't really realize at least for my first like my son was so reliant on music like as soon as he came out it was kind of like music was the only thing that soothes him Mm. and i needed to like we put on music and we would dance with him and we would like all of this stuff is what soothes him and for my daughter as well but for my son, it was like heightened. And uh, when I now, as them being young adults, it's like music has always been a driving force in their life.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: It's just really cool when you see those patterns. And I know Kelly is here. She's a listener. So, Kelly, I'm glad that you're here. So, Kelly, with your kids, I don't know if you uh, recognize that uh, in them, but it's just it's pretty cool to see uh, patterns that you don't maybe realize when you're in it.
1: Mm, Yeah. Nice. So,
0: so everybody, Michal is calling in from Israel. So what time is it over
1: there? Um, it's actually only 5 PM. I think this is the, the only week after U S daylight time, but before Israel. So normally it'd be like 6 PM right now, but it's only five. Ah,
0: so not bad. I thought it was more of a time difference. I don't know why I had that in my head. So <laughs> anyway okay so let's just dive right in and the first official official question is how do you define creativity
1: oh that is such a good question you know I was formerly an electrical engineer and I considered myself like totally not creative like I'd be like I don't know I think it's just not my thing like I'm just not very good at creativity No know set structure or rules like it's you know it's just you just do whatever and that just felt too like oh like I I was like unsure of myself but over time I think I've just grown more into like who I am and I realize creativity is part of that like we're all creative I think it's just that we've um maybe been disconnected from it in one way or another like for me it was like I was leaning heavily into like my masculine side like doing and hustling and pushing and then as I eased more into like my feminine way of being and relaxing and being in flow within my mind, in my life, then like I realized creativity was always there. I was just like insecure about it. <laughs> um, but I think also that translated in a big way in terms of um, like being outside of the box. Like before it's like doing things like the right way, um, you know, first in life, like get the job and and then also in business when I was building my business I was looking for people to like show me what the right way was and so yeah it's just like as you get more comfortable and grounded within who you are you start to realize that you know sometimes the boxes aren't so um aligned with who you are and who you're meant to be and what your passion and desire is so it's like stepping out of those boxes and really expanding into maybe a new way of doing things. Maybe it's a mix and combination of of different things here and there, but it's like, you know, the, the unique way of doing things that's super you, like sometimes there aren't boxes to fit into. So that's how <laughs> I define creativity is like living your life outside of the box and just what's super authentic and natural and aligned for you, whatever that looks like. Mm.
0: I really like how you kind of built on all of that. You kind of, you described yourself in your former life as an electrical engineer, and then you were wary of the whole journey or what creativity is, because there's no set structure or rules, and that seemed foreign. (laughs) And then, and then you were, you said words like disconnected, you felt insecure about it. And it's so much of how um, we as humans think function because it is that whole box thing. Mm -hmm. Well, this is for this person and that's for that person. And uh, I don't know. It's that whole thing of what I say. It's not about drawing or painting. It's about really why we have these conversations, expanding the definition. And then when you said, which I love, you became more comfortable and grounded.
1: Mm.
0: And then you said to be the super you because Mm. the super you doesn't fit in a predetermined box. (laughs) Right. What a journey.
1: (laughs) Yep, definitely (laughs) was a journey. Still (laughs) is, you know, still growing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so give us, I know when I ask this question, it's kind of broad, but wherever you wanna start in the journey, let's find out more about you. And I call this creating life on your terms. Um yeah, t- take us on a journey to I don't know, take us on a journey.
1: <laughs> okay. Um like <laughs> that's so open ended. <laughs> I like, know. Do you, do you want me to tell you about more about my life or yeah, more about your life? More about your life. So, um yeah.
0: wherever you want to start in that.
1: Okay. So, um
0: yeah, how you got from there to here
1: yeah okay i'll start in the point where i decided to leave engineering and leave texas that's where i'm originally from Mm -hmm. and then i decided to move to israel so i've been in israel for five years now so there was just like this turning point in my life um it just felt like everything started to go dark in my life like i started experiencing anxiety out of nowhere and and then that just put me in a really bad headspace because I felt like I couldn't control it. I felt kind of trapped and imprisoned in the anxiety. And then um, also I, I'm i just right now, I'm generally like spiritually open-minded. Like, you know, I feel like I have a greater understanding of the nature of reality in the universe. But back then I was uh, Jewish religious. I actually have a very interesting <laughs> religious background because I grew up mm-hmm. in Christianity and then converted to like super religious Judaism. So that's the time when I was living in a religious community and the sudden anxiety and then also living in a community where it felt like there was a lot of gossip and a lot of people like judging me and criticizing me and keeping tabs on me. Mm. And so then it was like, okay, there's so much pressure going on around me. And then I was working this engineering job, which was, it was really fun to learn engineering and then doing the job itself, it was start, I was starting to realize that it really wasn't my passion. And then when I was in this hard place in my life, it just really uh, opened my eyes to being like, okay, on top of everything else that I'm experiencing, now I'm going every day, day in and day out, dedicating basically my entire life, like except for the weekends and a couple hours and evenings, but de- dedicating all my time and energy towards this job. And it's not really what I want to do with my life. And so that's really what caused me to just be like, all right, I need to take a step back from everything. I need to have time to focus on my healing because I feel like I can't do that if I'm working all day. And that's when I decided to leave my job and get on a plane to Israel and live here.
0: (laughs) Okay. So before we go any further, let me just, when you, um, uh, became, um, more Orthodox Jewish or went into a religious community. Was this just you or was it you and any family members?
1: It was just me. So basically the story is when I was in high school, my parents um, discovered that they had Jewish ancestry. And so they decided to start following Judaism. And I was very confused because I was, I had grown up Christian. So I was like, Okay, I don't know what to believe like I was asking all these questions and I decided to really immerse myself in Judaism when I went to college. And so then by the time I was out of college, I realized like, because I've always been spiritual, but the only way I knew how to channel my spirituality was in whatever religion wasn't like I was immersed in or was involved Mm -hmm. in at the time. so yeah, so basically by the time I graduated college, I was like, okay, I need to go through an official conversion so that no one has any doubts of like my uh, authenticity of being Jewish. And part of that was like, you pretty much have to live in a religious community. So I was the only one in my family who went like full full throttle, like all the way and did the conversion and lived in the community. So then it was just me. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: you you were in this and then you had this realization because you were you were feeling you were just like, OK, this job is not my end all be all. And this space is just it's not making me feel good. So you. Yeah. Did you travel any place before Israel or was it just from where you were from Texas to Israel?
1: Yeah, I traveled a ton, um, like before that whole phase of my life of just darkness and anxiety and all that. Before that, I had like, I absolutely loved traveling. So like adapting to new places and cultures, I, um, you know, it was very easy for me. But I think at that point, I had already been to like 30 something countries. Wow. So yeah, so traveling, like, yeah, just moving all the way to Israel and establishing a new life. People were like, Oh my gosh, that must have been so hard, like to adjust. And I'm like, actually, I never really had any problems. You know, mm-hmm. it was just now I live here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and so part of um, part of immersing myself in Judaism in college is they have uh, like different types of trips to Israel to encourage Jewish students to visit Israel.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I had already been to Israel like seven times before I graduated college on different trips. Oh, wow, and then. Yeah, and then the eighth trip was already when I was in that dark time in my life. So I went to Israel once again on a different trip for young professionals. And I remember just waking up in the morning in the hotel and looking out the window and I just felt so at peace. I felt free and I was like, I need to live here. I just, I feel just so much more free here than in Texas. And so that's when I decided I needed to start making plans to move there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What I really appreciate in what you're saying is how you're really. It's this goes back to the title, creating life on your terms. And you're, you were, you say you felt free. It's really tapping into how you feel, mm, and giving yeah. yourself the permission to do this. And and I think it's important for people to hear. We hear this a lot. You know, people being anxious and all of this. You know, coming up and. It's just it's been talked about for a while with people actually admitting how they're feeling um, and and having their various ways of dealing with it. But I think it's just always important to hear from people who have been through it Mm -hmm. and and um, to understand the tools uh, to recognize that that all is okay. And it's when you when you mentioned the spiritual aspect, you, you said you realized you were always spiritual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did that mean what does that mean to you?
1: Um, it just felt like I was really connected to like the greater reality, to um, you know, at the in Christianity and Judaism it's God and it just felt like I was always connected to something greater, to like a bigger picture. Yeah. Um and it was just a very real connection. Like I never and I think this is might be the reason why I've never really felt alone. Like when people say, like, oh, don't you feel really lonely or isolated or alone? And I've never, I've never felt that way because I just, I feel like I'm, there's always a sense of connection to something more. Yeah. Like the feeling of alone just doesn't really exist within that sense of connection.
0: Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And I totally understand that. Yeah. 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 It, it's really kind of like, it's this, um, the word self-awareness is coming to me too. It's just being aware of self and allowing for understanding that there is, it's something bigger than you. What I've realized in my life is that when I, as I'm on my mission in this space and with my publishing house and with, it's just about realizing that it's bigger than me. It's not about me, Hollis. It's about this bigger Space.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: there's various platforms and ways to get the word across to open up the communication, the connection. But yeah. it's not, it's not about me.
1: Mm. Nice, yeah.
0: So in that, so I guess a question that's coming up to ask is with um Just going back to Texas for a minute, and when you feeling this the way that you were feeling and you decided to uproot and change, how much time was there kind of in that? How much time elapsed where you were just like, okay, I'm I'm feeling really anxious. You were really depressed. You were all this stuff that this needs to change.
1: Mm, Yeah. So I remember the anxiety started um, around... March, 2016. And I remember it was about six months of just being totally miserable. That's the period of where I was depressed because I was just like hopeless. And then around the six month mark, that's when I was like, you know what, like, there has to be a solution for this. There has to be a way to get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on. So that just uh, determination to, to find a solution. That's what got me out of depression. And then um, I think it was probably, uh, I don't know at what point was that Young Professionals trip, but I know I started making plans to move to Israel, like maybe June of 2017. And then I finally got on the flight in August, 2017. Okay. I guess it was like a year and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that.
0: I, I just wanted everybody to hear more clarity on. Yes, we go through this stuff, and here it is: they're creating life on your terms. It's like, okay, you recognize it, you feel it, you're like determined.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Get through it. There is other solutions, and within a year and a half, you were in this other space.
1: Yeah. Can I add on something to that? Please. It's honestly. This is what I say about like everything is mindset. Like if you are determined to find a solution, you will find a solution. But what I see like so many people doing if they're struggling with mental health, they're just like, yeah, I mean, this is just how it is. There's not really a, a solution. Like, you know, you can take medication to handle it, but it never really goes away. And they've just kind of accepted where they are. And they're always gonna be in that place if they're not looking for a solution. But if you're like, okay, I'm determined to find a solution then you will because you're actually looking for it <laughs> yeah you know yeah. yeah yeah
0: okay so this is great so here you uh have moved so let's continue the journey some more so now you're yeah. in your new space completely polar opposite of what you had been doing before in a sense and can correct me if i'm wrong in any way um so go let's go from here now you like I read in your bio, you guide conscious visionaries and leaders into higher dimensions of love, passion and freedom. So how do we how do we do that?
1: Ooh, I think that ties back to the mindset thing is like, how do you open up your mind to see just life differently? Like, when you when you set an intention for something that's so powerful, like you end up uh, making your way through life towards your intention. But when you're just like sitting back and letting life happen to you, like, you know, you're not really at the driver's seat, you're just responding and reacting. And so it, you know, and then also like when it comes to, um, challenges or difficult experiences that you're having in your life or you're triggered, like, rather than feeling like life is happening to you, like how can you see that this is really an opportunity to, look deeper within to allow yourself to process unresolved emotions to allow yourself to see the lesson to see where the shift in perspective is to see where you can expand into and what new level of like what new version of you, you can step into as a result of that, like you're breaking patterns. And through that you're able to see things differently, you're able to take new steps forward, you're able to um, see clearly your path ahead. And so yeah, it's just like liberation of the mind of um, yourself, of just taking your path forward and doing it in a way that's so much more expansive than feeling stuck and feeling like stuff is happening to you. You know, you can just, you have a new lens on life. Like you're seeing things clearly and life just becomes beautiful. You know, it's not this hard thing anymore. It's like you're able to See hard experiences as opportunities to grow, so you don't feel stuck anymore.
0: Yes, you yeah. just. And for some reason, as you were saying all of that, um, <laughs> did you see the movie Field of Dreams?
1: No. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> anybody listening, if you've seen it, the quick synopsis of what made me think about it was: so he builds this baseball field, and there's you know um, old baseball players come and play, and who are dead and they can see them they can't get past a certain point they have to stay on the field and um the brother-in-law is coming by and he can't see the players and they're sitting and watching the game it's like kevin costner's wife and his daughter are sitting and playing the game and are watching blah blah, blah. and the brother-in-law is like what are you doing you like mow down your crops for this they're like can't you see the players he's like what are you talking about until something happened then all of a sudden he's like when did the players get here
1: hmm. <laughs>
0: <You> know, <laughs> that's what it just made me think of when you said that it's just like we accept these these aspects of things in our life and just say it's happening to us but when we choose to liberate ourselves and set the goal and the intention and mm-hmm. we're determined then all of a sudden, we see how beautiful life is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's powerful.
0: It's powerful. There's so much freedom in all of that. Yeah. So the writing, tell us about the writing. Is this something that you always did? Or is this something that uh, is new?
1: Are you talking about being an author?
0: Yeah, I mean, here, best selling author, you know, being um, in brains magazine, writing in other magazines. And actually speaking on stage with Blue Talks. I'm curious about that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, Um, I forgot your question. What was your question?
0: Writing. Has that always been something that you were interested in or is that was something newer that kind of came along in your journey?
1: That's such a good question because I was in college, in high school and all that, but mostly college when you had to do some writing. I was the kind of person who absolutely hated writing. I hated it so much I just I tried to avoid it like the plague Mm -hmm. and it yeah it's so interesting like you know I went into engineering obviously there's no writing there and and then as I started to expand into my mission and what I'm doing like the writing was just it came so easy I think when it when I have something to share and I'm passionate about and the the stream is just flowing through me and I just like just boom just start going it's like it's kind of like channeling. Like it doesn't feel like I have to formulate and think about what I'm trying to say. Like it just kind of starts flowing. And so I absolutely love writing now. I think I just <laughs> figured out a new way of, <laughs> of writing than I was trying to do before. Yeah.
0: Mm, I love that. I love here. I have to give it a little sound effect for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Because it's, it's right. It's that whole thing, again, of kind of like seeing the other side of it. It's like a struggle uh, when yeah. you aren't enjoying it. I, I completely understand and relate. It's like in high school or any time in school, it was like, write this. And there were parts that I realized. It's funny. I find find books that I created like in elementary school and stuff and with the stories and how they flowed and how, you know, I just I enjoyed the process then, but it kind of stopped at a certain point um because again it falls into those categories of who does what oh well so and so is a Mm -hmm. writer so and so is a visual artist so and so is a dancer so often there's the boxes that come into play but like you said when it when it's you enjoy what you're doing and you then it becomes channeling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah and it just flows Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so do you do you seek out these opportunities where uh you want to write in magazines and in spaces or is it just kind of something that comes to you as it comes to you
1: um yeah i guess it comes to me as it comes to me like um the the opportunity to write for the magazine that was someone who approached me and then the um the books actually that i've written are a contributed chapter to a multi-author book Mm-hmm. so that was actually my first experience contributing to a book mm-hmm. um so that was really amazing i've done three of those so far mm-hmm. um but it really just i think the first one i was like you know feeling the pressure of like oh i'm gonna write in a book <laughs> it's gonna be something permanent forever and and then mm-hmm. i procrastinated writing the chapter until like the absolute deadline and then it just flowed out of me And then after that, I just kind of got over my, the sense of pressure and it just became easy. And then the second book I contributed a chapter to, like, just flowed out of me. And the third one, same thing. And now I'm working on my own personal book. And then that one also, it's flowing. So I really think, um, contributing to the multi-author books, it like, um, kind of like popped the book writing cherry <laughs> and so <laughs> I love it yeah and so now when it comes to writing my own book it's like oh I've done this before like it's no big deal just you know just write stuff it can always be edited like mm-hmm. you know it's it's not I, I think if I hadn't done those two author books I'd probably be like I don't know, just feeling really intimidated about writing a book.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that and bringing that up. And you couldn't have said it better because (laughs) me being a publisher and doing multi-author books, holding space for multi-author and solo books, and me being in one as well, my own uh, and somebody else's multi-author and feeling that that's when I got so excited about this. I was like, oh, my God, I want to create space for this. What you just said, everybody, is so important is that, there is um, so often, I think really you can apply it to anything. It's But really in writing, it's like, oh my God, it's in a book with words and it's permanent. And (laughs) people are going to see that. And what are people going to think? And do I have anything worthy to say? And blah, blah, blah. The list goes on of things you can say. But as you said, when you finally let go and released and did it at the deadline, which some people function better that way. But But when you do understand there's people who edit, there's people that format, there's people that do cover Mm -hmm. design. Like you don't have to do any any of that and things are changeable then. Oh my gosh, the freedom in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm also happy to share, you know, if you, if you want me to answer like why I decided to join the first, very first multi-authored book whenever I saw that experience. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So actually, um, the first the first um concept of a multi-author book i ever was exposed to i was like wow this is so interesting and then i was like oh there's an investment i was like "Ah, i'm not so interested and then that book that i passed up it launched and then i was like seeing like wow it's like hitting bestseller like oh there's there's all this momentum there's this whole sense of community like with all the authors and they're all like posting and sharing about it. And there's just so much excitement. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to get on the next book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I was like, I'm not missing that opportunity again.
0: Yeah. Thank you for expanding on that. Because I think that's something to understand too, because that is, and then I want to go on to finding out about Blue Talks is that people often find out they're like, oh, there's an investment. I don't understand. Like, why would I pay for this. And then when you realize that it's everything being taken care of you for you, the editing, the formatting, the cover design, the providing of community, the the help and the guidance, the collaboration and connection, it's just, it's huge. And the expansiveness is just like you said with the momentum, which is the great word, momentum and the excitement. And then you're like, oh my God, I've built mm-hmm. up, I have had friendships from when I participated in like, over like, oh, I think three years ago now. And I'm still friends with a bunch of people in that space and have created connect, collaborations and worked with people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because of that.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't
0: yeah, have met right. them otherwise. So okay. thank you for that. And I'm so happy that you realized that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> freedom. So Tell us about Blue Talks. I just heard about them. Um, So tell us, please, what they are and uh, what you've spoken
1: about, please. Yeah. Okay, so Blue Talks, it stands for Business, Life, and Universe. It's B-L-U. And it's basically like um, the branded talk series. So it's like TEDx meets chicken soup for the whole. So like TEDx Mm -hmm. talks, but I think a lot of the talk topics end up being around spirituality and mindset and personal growth and stuff like that or business. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so um, what was the the other part of your question?
0: What did you what did you talk about?
1: Oh, my talk on stage, Yeah, your
0: talk on stage. And where did you talk and what did you talk about?
1: Okay, so I talked in Blue Talks Miami. Um, That was actually my very first time speaking on stage so it was quite the experience i i i didn't know what to expect beforehand because i was like i don't even know like what my talk style is i don't know what my memorization style is am i just a free-flowing person or memorize word for word but finally when i got up there it was just like it just flowed out of me and yeah it was it was nice to have that first experience but yeah so basically my talk i um went into my story of quitting my engineering job and Moving to Israel and how I started to experience my spiritual awakening and asking questions of like, who are we like, what is, um, you know, what are we, what are we doing here as humans? Like, what is the the greater reality and all of that? And I went into the anxiety that I started experiencing and how I was searching for solution and just the different things that were going on, going on in my life that felt um, like a lot of pressure in all different areas. And then and really just like what was the breakthrough and i talked about my unique personal growth methodology that i started using on myself because um, i had tried all sorts of different types of therapies and even trained in different modalities myself but i realized like you could be doing all sorts of um techniques on yourself like resolving trauma inner child healing like all of that but it all comes down to how you're approaching it like if you were if you're saying like, I need to um, fix myself, there's something wrong with me, you're ultimately just rejecting that part of yourself and you're creating a resistance and you can't heal when you're doing that to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the big realization I had. So I, I basically guided them through, oh, the video is gonna come out soon. They sent me the rough draft. So hopefully I'll be able to share the official YouTube of my talk. Ooh, but yeah wh- i just shared a- yeah sorry
0: when was it and then i want you to continue i'm sorry when did you yeah, do it
1: the talk was november 5th uh, on okay. last year and okay. then yeah so hopefully the video will come out soon now
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then
0: so you took everybody through you were yeah, to say- my
1: process basically the three pillars of my i call my heart expansion method mm-hmm. and so you know, it's it's about fully accepting all parts of you, loving and validate, validating yourself for what you're feeling. And then the expansive healing process, which is like guiding you to connecting you through your heart and allowing yourself to fully feel the emotions without trying to make them go away or judging them, but just fully allowing yourself to feel them and getting out of the mind and into the heart as you do that. yeah, And then becoming determined to become the version of you on the other side of this? Like, who would you be if this current, um, you know, emotional trigger were to be resolved? Like, if you didn't have this coming up anymore, like what kind of a person would be? Like, how would you change? What more would be possible? And so once you've identified that, it's like, how ready do you feel to be that version of you? Because like what I found when I was guiding myself through my emotions, it was like, ooh, Like I would tune into like who I would be if this were to be resolved and I would feel like I, I feel resistance towards that. Like I don't actually feel ready. So it's like you could be trying to heal and heal, process emotions, but if you're not ready to be the version of you on the other side of that, you'll just keep yourself stuck and nothing Mm -hmm. will really shift and truly resolve. So yeah, that was basically the essence of my talk. And I guided them through the emotional processing experience and... And then, yeah.
0: How did that feel being up on stage?
1: Ah, well, the first like twenty seconds, I was kind of nervous. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's happening! I'm doing it!" (laughs) And then, like you know, I got through the intro because the intro was like playing out the. I was like kind of acting out the role of calling my boss and telling him that I was going to quit. And so then once I got into like the the main part of the talk I started I started to talk about my spiritual awakening and how I was asking these questions like who are we what is god and then I started to like settle into like wow I'm so passionate about talking about this stuff that yeah. it's like all the nervousness just goes away and I just started to feel so comfortable on that stage which was awesome yeah
0: so awesome oh my gosh it's kind of like those uh, it's, it's just everybody, I want you to be aware of that feeling when something scares the hell out of you, potentially. And I, I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth. I know for me, I'm thinking, I've gotten to this point in life where it's like I, I had a TV show for a year and someone approached me and said, "Do you uh, would you wanna have a TV show to have another platform? I'm like, scares the shit out of me. Yep, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it feels different in that way where it's like, if that were just five years ago, I'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like a camera (laughs) on me, me like interviewing people? No, that's not Hollis. But then the year ago, Hollis was like, yeah, scares me, but I'm ready. I was like, let's do it. Wow. Feels different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, like it's a stretch, but it's like, you're still, you still can do it. It's not like just so crazy that you're like, there's no way, like, you know, it's a stretch, but you're like, I got this. I'm nervous, but I can do this. But
0: <laughs> well, that's a really good way to put it. Thank you for that word a stretch. Because yeah. when something feels like such a stretch that it's not within our skill set at all, mm-hmm. then that's when it's kind of like, eh, I have to do some research or I have to meet some people or something before I get to that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a stretch that's kind of like, yeah, this is really challenging me and making me pull some muscles, but it's within a wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and a passion. Like you said, when you got past that initial fear and you were like, Oh my God, I real like I am so passionate about this. And it mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure that it just you just lit up the stage.
1: Yeah yeah it was really amazing i'm i'm happy that i had that first experience of speaking on stage so now i know what to expect now i know that i actually love it and i can keep doing it
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so as we
0: transition into the second question which is and again i want to welcome those here with us live thank you for being here please feel free to put any questions um, uh, or comments in the chat box where we can see them and you can be part of the conversation um, so the second question is, which we found out some about you, but it'd be nice to find out a little bit more, how you incorporate creativity into your own life.
1: Hmm. Ah, oh, well, um, I know you're trying to break out of the stereotype, but I recently started painting with acrylic paints and I'm really excited. Okay. <laughs> that's great. But that's also huge. Cause I was totally like not an artistic person growing up, mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's amazing i think the like the bigger theme is breaking out of those boxes so like being traditionally like super leaning into my masculine side and needing structure and like rules and like follow the abc and all of that like um totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I heard some voices in the background and I was like, dang it, what was I saying? <laughs> I know,
0: I did that all the time. You were saying you're breaking out of the boxes, not following the ABCs. Um, so it's things that you do to incorporate more creativity into your yeah. world. So, So, so yeah. just
1: transitioning out of that way of being that was so deeply ingrained for me and now it's like, you know i was still translating over some of that in my business like i quit engineering and i started my own business but i was like still looking for like boxes to fit into because i think it just felt safe like show me the right way to do things and then in the end it just it felt like approaching my business that way wasn't really aligning to what i'm really meant to be doing here and what really lights me up it's like what really is my passion doesn't necessarily fit into those boxes like it's meant to create a new pathway or whatever it's meant to evolve into and the way of structuring my business and the way of doing things within my business so it's like it's really just you know it's stretching yourself beyond the box beyond the safety of the box and being like yeah just really aligning to what my true passion is regardless of what it looks like and whether or not it fits into any boxes I think that's the creativity
0: yeah so i'm gonna push you to dig a little bit deeper but first i'm gonna say because it'll give you time to get it before this conversation ends i'd like um i know that you have um, a free giveaway with your um the book the triggers 12 triggers
1: yeah is that the 12 stages to resolving triggers
0: yeah i was thinking if you would like that this could be a place to share the link by the end of the show
1: Okay, cool. Um, I just put that in the chat or say it over there. Yeah.
0: End? Yeah. Yeah. You put in the chat. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, let me so it. I figured yeah. I'd do that, but how I know. So as far as things that, and someone kind of put it within these terms as well, like this morning, this really resonated with me. She said, um, you know, create your joy list. What is your joy list? What are these things that you enjoy doing? Because when you do them, it opens up space for um for you to feel more connection for things mm-hmm. to flow so taking the word kind of creativity out of it because yeah. when, when we tend to do things that bring us more joy then we can be more expressive and we'll more willing to explore and expand and all of that but um what are some other things obviously dance yes and music is there cooking is there socializing is there anything else that you do for you that brings you more joy?
1: Definitely living by the forest and going into the forest, going on walks. Like it's just always so um, rejuvenating and takes you out of your head. It just puts you in this whole different energetic state. Um, yeah. So going on walks in the forest, but specifically I moved out by the forest cause I just noticed how much more Free and liberated, I felt when I was in nature versus being in all the noises of the city. So, yeah, being by the forest, um, definitely dancing. Uh, I, like I said, I love beats. So, I like to go to electronic music festivals where everyone is just dancing and there's so many awesome beats to dance to. Yeah. So, that's lots of fun. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I was, I, I found myself talking to a few people actually in the last few days about the idea of, cause you mentioned music festival, just the whole idea of concerts and in these collective spaces where people come because they love something. Mm. And overall the feeling is, is when people are there, it's like they're there for this tr- joint connection of we like this person. We like this music. We like this space. And it's such a high vibe space because of it.
1: Yeah, it's so high vibe. I absolutely love it. I just I'm I'm reflecting back to when I was living in the Jewish community and like the rabbi, like he would know that I would go to music festivals, but it wasn't like really like a religiously approved thing. Mm -hmm. and then I'm just over here like it's so spiritual because everyone Mm -hmm. is just on this high vibe and I was just like they just don't get it like the these religious people but I'm like it's I just feel so amazing there in that environment yeah
0: that's what it's about everybody it's like we've kind of it's been a a thread that's kind of come through a few times it's like how do you feel like it feels so amazing um in other podcasts I've kind of shared this story but again it's just kind of feeling like it again is when um, when I made a transition from owning this other business that I had where I was a partner and moving into, I've been an art teacher for 30 years um, uh, in many different ways. So I was kind of teaching art and doing things in my own business. And then I went back into the school system. But when I made that choice, kind of like you were talking about in your story when I was determined and I was like, I finally wasn't being wishy-washy. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I We got tickets for our daughter to go. She loved One Direction at the time and um, got tickets. They were really good seats. We we're sitting outside and it was just a beautiful night and she was so happy and I was enjoying it and the weather was gorgeous and the music was good. And I was like, oh my God, does it get better than this? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like,
0: does it get better than this? Because it feels so friggin' good. Mm-hmm. And everybody here is just singing along and it's interaction. And it's just, yeah, it's just uh, incredible. It is, it's spiritual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Whew. Okay. So before we get to the last question, do you have any kind of a morning or evening routine?
1: Mm, That's an interesting question. I, I never was like a morning routine kind of person and then i tried incorporating some things and now i feel like i've settled into something that i really like but it's not like yeah i've never been the kind of person that's like four hour morning routine like gotta Mm -hmm. meditate for an hour like i've just never been that type of person yeah but um yeah. So, okay. The morning routine I'm going to share with you, I actually got from a visualization of my future self. It was, um, this business program that I'm in and they're like, um, yeah, just like visualize your future self, like waking up in the morning, like what does her day look like? And I could see she like woke up and went straight to the shower, took a shower, got in some beautiful clothes, went downstairs, ate breakfast, and then went into her office and, started working on stuff. And then after a few hours, went outside for a walk. So that's really what I try to um, emulate now just because I can feel um, I can just feel the essence of that in my future self. So I'm like, Okay, I'm going to start aligning to that by doing that now. So That's what I try to do. It's like, wake up, take a shower. I know it sounds so regular, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, but put on some nice clothes and and start working on stuff. So, so yeah, pretty simple, but it's nice, you know,
0: but I love that because here it's and if I understood correctly, you said you got this through a visualization from future self, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here you're aligning and you're it's, to me, it feels like it's intention. Yeah. It's the intention along with that. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. so it's
0: not just like oh i have to take a shower because we i take a shower (laughs) in the morning or i'm just have to brush my teeth or i'm just getting dressed but there's more of an intention of this is michal is this person yeah and being more intentional about the clothes that you pick and how it makes you feel and
1: yeah
0: what you're choosing to eat and there's like it's like a meditation Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: I love asking people this because I love the different answers, because it gets um, there's not just one way. And -hmm. there is kind of like this this way of thinking of, okay, well, a morning routine means that I need to set aside two hours to journal or meditate or that's often a thought that people think. And it's it's just so not true.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I used to think like, oh, maybe I should have a morning routine. Then I'm like, no, like, I'm good, actually, you know, my mental right. health is great. <laughs> I don't need like hours in the morning to get centered. I like to, I like to flow with life. Like if there's an emotion that comes up, I process it in the moment or whenever I can. Like, it's like I get into a meditative state when I need to, when there's something to process or, or visualize or something.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because there is, there's like guilt and shame and this stuff that can come along. It's like, well, I should have a morning routine. Well, why don't I have a morning routine? Well, I'm going to create a morning routine. And then it's like, but I don't really want a morning routine. Yeah. It's like,
1: am I just creating more work for myself? Right. right. It's like this inner battle. Yeah.
0: It does not feel expensive at all. So, okay. Beautiful. So as we're getting to the top of the hour which always amazes me that it goes so fast. Um, The third and final question is to wrap it up and put a little bow on it is why do you think creativity is important?
1: Oh, I think creativity is so important because it's the truest expression of you, you know, when you really dig deep and tap into who you are and how what wants to be expressed through you, like how it wants to be expressed, like, all of that is creativity and so when you're trying to fit yourself into boxes or follow rules to feel safe it's like a part of you isn't fully being expressed in in that like when you're doing that and so i think creativity is just how can you live your life in a way that truly serves you truly fuels you um in whatever way that looks like and and really lights you up and Sometimes that's out of the box. Some, maybe it's, it's the way things are traditionally done, but whatever is like truly authentic to you, like let that, let that be the thing in your life. And I think that's creativity to me and why it's important. It always, it's
0: so great because again, as, as we go along in the conversation, it's like it either becomes more crystallized or it takes a little bit more of a turn uh, when people answer this and what you just said is so much more crystallized from it. It's, it's the same thread, but it's creativity is important because it's the truest expression of you. Yeah. When in the beginning you said
1: (laughs) super you (laughs) yeah, I guess I, I didn't change my definition.
0: Yeah. But, but it became more in the beginning, it was kind of a little bit more of a journey to get to that. But oh. at this point, you very clearly stated.
1: Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, nice.
0: Which is what happens in conversations, you know. It's it's the back and forth. It's the, it's the the meshing. The kind of you know,
1: mm. just,
0: just talking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It does get crystallized over time. So true.
0: Getting it out. So, oh my gosh, how can people connect with you, Michal?
1: Ooh, i would love it if you would find me on facebook or instagram on instagram it's at Michal j medina so that's m-i-c-h-a-l-l-j-m-e-d-i-n-a or you can find me on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash Michal medina with no j in the middle mm-hmm. um so yes would love to connect with you all and stay in touch and oh and i dropped the link to the 12 stages to resolving triggers so you can see that in the comment here
0: yes yes beautiful so if our listener uh, who's with us right now would like to copy and um copy that that'd be great you can have that because you yeah. want you want that from her so before we say our goodbyes is there anything else that's top of mind or you feel like you forgot or that you want to share
1: um, it doesn't feel like I forgot anything, but thank you so much for hosting me on this platform. I'm so excited to share it with my audience and my email list so more people can listen in so thank you so much,
0: yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for taking this time and it's just great to get to know you on a deeper level and that's the beauty of this technology, isn't it that mm-hmm. we can be yeah. anywhere in any spaces and we meet so many people so So appreciate the light that you're putting out into the world, Michal. And yeah, look forward to collaborating more.
1: Yeah, same. Thanks so much, Hollis.
0: Yeah, and everybody listening to us live, we so appreciate you and catching the replay. This is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. So please like, follow, share all of that goodness so we can just create more connection. I feel like we've always needed this, but I think we need this now more than ever. These conversations help give a window into people's worlds and truly heal. That is the goal through this, for people to be able to see themselves as creative beings and step into their power. So with all that being said, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are listening, and look forward to connecting again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. This self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and, huh? be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in here at I am creative and Express Yourself publishing we meet you where you are so there are so many ways to check us out explore our experiential kits they have everything in them that you need to try new things you don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore There's creative Shui, which is seven elements to joy and happiness. Through the publishing house, express yourself publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. There is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is imcreativephilly.com so I am creativephilly, phill And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.